You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle of Gary Cottle Ministries on today's edition. What did he say after he told you to count the cost? Did he say, if it costs too much, don't do it? No. He said, count the cost. Then he said, after you've counted it and realize how priceless it's going to be, go ahead and take it up and follow me. He wants you going in with all eyes wide open. Full disclosure. No hidden agendas. He told the disciples from day one, they hated me and they're going to hate you. And I'm not going to change that. Following Jesus isn't easy. Pastor Gary will make that clear today. But he's not telling you this to scare you away from God. Instead, he's simply being real about the costs you'll likely encounter as you faithfully pursue a relationship with Jesus. Doing this isn't all lost, though. There's so much to be gained. There's a deep and meaningful connection to the God of the universe, something that you can depend on time and again. The Lord is with you and is guiding you to the best life you could live with Him. Now here's Pastor Gary in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 as he continues his message, Leave It All on the Field. God help us today to leave it all on the field when it comes to serving God. Don't leave any stone unturned. How many analogies can I use? Focus on the people around you. Think about them. But somebody might say, well, Brother Gary, I live my own life. I'm going to do my own thing, and ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. Well, you go right on ahead then and live your stubborn, hard-headed life, and you'll be miserable and lonely on your deathbed, and you'll still have to face God and regret the day that you didn't soften your heart, humble yourself, and get right with God. Amen? I mean, you can go your own way if you want to. You can choose your course of action, but you certainly cannot choose your consequences. Because the Bible says, Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And you would be a fool to think that you'd be the first to come along and sow wild oats and never reap the same. So you better be careful. People are watching. People are listening. People are hearing. Amen? Daddy, if you have a, a problem with pornography and your children know about that, or if they find out about that, how devastating might that be to them? You need to get victory for their sake. Amen? If you've got problems with alcohol or addictions of any kind, you need to get victory for their sake. I remember when I was eight years old, asking my daddy, when could I start drinking? I was ready. You see how early it starts? They watch you. They watch your every move. And you cannot say, do as I say, not as I do. That's heresy. That's a line of the devil. They're watching you. And you preach more by what you do than by what you say. Because people don't believe what's coming off your lips till they see it in action. Because talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. Am I being real this morning? So you got to know your why. I've got five sons looking up to me. God help me not to fail them. God help me to set a goodly and a godly example for my wife and my children because I pray one day the only chance of them ever becoming what God wants them to be from my perspective as a father is if I personally do not become a stumbling block to them. 
it would serve a great hindrance to them for me to preach one thing and live another. And our churches are full of people that preach one thing and live a, something completely different. And then they wonder why uh, over 70% of children raised in evangelical homes abandon their faith by their freshman year of college. It's because somebody didn't leave it all on the field. Somebody didn't die to self and say, you know what, what's more important than my own agenda and my own preferences and my own ideology is that Jesus Christ be lifted up and glorified and all men drawn to him. And God help us to learn how to pay the sacrifices that it takes to live a godly life in front of those watching us. Amen. To God be the glory. We got to know our why. Amen. People are watching us but I gotta hurry secondly I want to say this you gotta know your weaknesses you gotta know your weaknesses it's in the text it said uh, let us lay aside every weight and sin weights and sins this indicates that they're not always the same sin is a great weight but the Bible is teaching us even that there are some things that you can get involved with that in and of themselves are not sin, but they become a weight to what it is that you need to be doing for God. For example, it is a great thing for a man to be a family man, to love his family and to spend time with his family. But I'm seeing a growing trend in our churches today where godly men, no doubt, at first maybe, I don't question their heart so much as maybe the way they're being misled. I think sometimes maybe good people in a bad situation. But what happens is this. They say, I'm going to have to spend some time with my family and Sunday's the only day I got. And what do they do? They don't go to church. They go to the lake. In and of itself, going to the lake is not a bad thing. But when it becomes more important than being obedient to the Scripture, it becomes a sin. You see how weights can become sin? And a lot of times we get our priorities out of order. A lot of times we do things that we mean well by, but we're out of balance. And because we're out of balance, we sin even in the good that we're trying to do. And so the Bible teaches us that those weights and those sins are weaknesses that will hinder us from running the race and running it well. Think about, for example, if you were to be running a race, you would not want weights tied to your ankles trying to win that race. Amen. I know that for me personally to lay aside my weight, I'd have to lose a lot of fat because uh, I, I've got natural weight. Amen. And it's going to take me a lot longer to get ready for racing some of you. Amen. And I know better than to enter into a race because I've got too much weight holding me back. Now, some of you know better than to jump in and serve God because you know the things you're doing are not right. And you know the things that you, where you're supposed to be. And instead of getting it right and then getting in the race, you choose to live with your weight. You choose to live with your sin. And the Bible teaches us to lay aside those things amen let me ask you a question has the devil been successful in your life has the devil been successful 
in your life. You know what Satan's objective is? It's to use your hindrances and your sins to oppose you from being successful in the eyes of God. To defeat your hopes and aspirations of being what God called you to be. Is he successful? Let me say this, anything that hinders you from doing God's will, be it sin or not, needs to be laid aside. It needs to be laid aside. That's what the Bible means when it says, uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added into all the things that we're cumbered about and worried about in life, all the things that we stress over, our money, our careers, all these things that We need to feed the flesh and to survive and to live and to move on. God says, if you'll put me first, I'll take care of the rest. Amen. If you'll put me first, I'll take care of the rest. But so many people, Brother Ron, are unwilling to lay aside that heavy weight. And they think they're going to win carrying the weight, but they're not going to win. You're not going to win in life carrying your weights. You're not going to win your kids to God carrying your weights. And your sins. It's not going to happen. You need to set an example. It's called leadership. Amen. It's called leadership. I'll go a step further. It's called servanthood leadership. You lead them by serving. You lead them by example. Amen. And if you want your kids to know how to lay aside weights and sins. You've got to illustrate that in your own life. You've got to show them. Hey. This is how you repent. And you've got to be the one they need to hear you one day call somebody and apologize to them because you was wrong. And it would do them some good to see you humble yourself and make an apology. Because they need that example of what it looks like for an imperfect human to be willing to admit they're imperfect and they're not right and that they should have done something different. But as long as you keep pretending you're perfect, they just need to keep their mouth shut and do what you say and not as you do. And you don't own up to your weights and your sins. They will look at you as a hypocrite and lose all respect for you. We got to lay aside those weights. Put them away. Amen. I'm talking about what it means to leave it all on the field. We got to know why we're in it, but we also need to know what weaknesses we have so that we can identify them and lay them aside. Ask God, when was the last time you asked the Lord to see if there be any wicked way in you like David did? He said, create within me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me and he prayed that God would inspect his heart to see and determine if there's any wickedness or any sin most of us are too afraid to ask God that because first we don't want to hear it and secondly if we do want to hear it we're probably not willing to go through the painful process of admitting our guilt and then laying it aside amen I'm talking about leaving it all on the field. There's some things people are trying to live for God doing simultaneously that's going to hinder them from fulfilling God's purpose for their life. I prayed this morning getting up, God, help me not to get in the way. God, help me not to do anything to hinder your work or your will. And Lord, help me not to miss anything. If there's something I need to be paying attention to, something I need to be involved with, Lord, don't let me get so distracted in the busyness of ministry that I miss the most important thing. 
And sometimes we can weigh ourselves down with burdens and processes and tactics and methods and all this kind of stuff. And then the most important thing suffers, which is the spreading of the gospel. And and there are many ways that we could apply this truth. But we need to identify our weaknesses and we need to be willing to lay them aside if we're going to leave it all on the field for Jesus. Amen. And so I want to challenge you today. Ask the Holy Spirit to see if there be anything in your heart and life that you've put before him. And then ask him for the pathway forward and show you how to let it go. Amen. For some, letting go of it, it might mean a complete and total transformation of your lifestyle. And if so, so be it. Let God make you who he created you to be at any and all costs, no matter the blood, sweat, and tears. Amen. That's why Jesus said, count the cost. And then what did he say after he told you to count the cost? Did he say, if it costs too much, don't do it? No. He said, count the cost. Then he said, after you've counted and realized how priceless it's going to be, go ahead and take it up and follow me. He wants you going in with all eyes wide open. Full disclosure. No hidden agendas. He told the disciples from day one, they hated me and they're going to hate you. And I'm not going to change that. Amen. Well, he didn't say I'm not going to change that. We might as well have. (laughs) Amen. I want you to think about this. What kind of cost have you been avoiding? What is it that has caused you to say, I just don't think I'm willing to do that? Count the cost, take up your cross, and follow Jesus. Be willing to leave it all on the field for Jesus. Amen, church? Now, once you know your why, and once you know your weakness, I want to say lastly, you need to know that you can win. Our text again says, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Amen. Do you want to know what that word patience means? That word patience comes from the Greek word hupomone. I hope I said that right. This is what it means. Cheerful or hopeful endurance. In other words, when you set out to serve God, you need to maintain the disposition of cheerfulness and hopefulness with full expectation that you're going to achieve all that God sent you to achieve for Him. We cannot allow the devil to discourage us to where we fall into a pit of despair and give up hope of making a difference. Amen. I know that the world is getting dark and ugly. I know that it's becoming increasingly difficult to live for God. uh, And it's becoming increasingly, uh, this world is becoming increasingly hostile towards those of us who are saved by the grace of God. Uh, But in spite of it all, 
understand that the Bible commands us uh, that we are to run with cheerful and hopeful endurance, knowing uh, that Jesus Christ himself is the author and the finisher of our faith. That means uh, the one that puts you in the race is the one that's going to enable you to finish the race. And you will be able one day to say, even as Paul the Apostle said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Amen. And God help us as a church to not get discouraged and beat down. Amen. To not give up and throw in the towel. Amen. But to continue pressing on for Jesus Christ. For the Bible said that we are to look unto Jesus. What do you do when you get discouraged? What do you do when you feel like quitting? You look to Jesus. What do you do when you cry yourself to sleep in the middle of the night? What do you do when you get that phone call that you never wanted to get in your entire life? You look to Jesus. What do you do when your friends and your family forsake you? You look to Jesus. What do you do when even preachers uh, are quitting every week by the hundreds all across the land and around the world, church? What do you do? You look to Jesus because he will see you through. It wasn't until uh, Peter, who was walking on the water, looked away from Jesus that he began to sink. As long as you look to Jesus, you can walk on water, metaphorically speaking. I'm glad I put that disclaimer in there. I didn't want somebody to take me up from my word and go to drowning this afternoon. <laughs> Amen. I want you to think about this. God will see you through it if you'll commit to it in His name. I don't know who this is for. Never do, hardly. <laughs> But I've been praying, God, when I preach a word, I pray that it will find the residence that it was meant to reach. Amen. Only the Holy Ghost knows who needed to hear this. I feel like people, maybe more than one, either they're thinking about getting out of the race or they've never got in the race. And God wants you to know that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. God wants you to know that you can win. I remember when God called me to preach. Sort of argued with God a little bit. I was like, Lord, what if I mess up? And he said, you will. <laughs> Next excuse. What are you going to do with that? God knew before he even called you that you were an imperfect vessel. And he called you anyway. God don't call perfect people. He don't because they ain't none. That ain't even proper English, but it sure is good preaching. Amen. <laughs> they ain't none. There isn't any. <laughs> no good people. We're all a mess. We're all flawed. We're all sinful without Jesus. We all make mistakes. And we might as well get over ourselves and realize if anything's going to happen good for God's glory, it's only going to be because we yield to his plan and let him take charge. Amen. And so don't worry about what other people say. You focus on Jesus because with Jesus you can win the race. 
In conclusion, I want to read Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended or arrived, but this one thing I do, Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I press, he said. That means he's pushing real hard. That means he's following hard after God. That means he's pressing the issue in his life. I don't want to live my life. I would despair at the thought that I would live, breathe, and die and never experience a move of God in my life. Whatever God's got going on, I want to be right up in the middle of it. And if there's anything I can do to influence you to get plugged in and charged up, that's what I aim to do. Amen. We are to provoke one another to love and to good works. And when God puts somebody in your life, amen, when God puts somebody in your life to influence you to go in the right direction, don't get mad at them because they might have pointed out an area of weakness that you need to work on, but hug their neck, kiss their cheek, and thank God that you have a friend that loves you enough to tell you the truth, amen. Mm. faithful are the wounds of a friend nobody likes to be rebuked but everybody needs it amen if you had cancer you went to a cancer doctor you'd want him to tell you exactly what was going on and what all of your options of treatment were in fact if he did what we want uh, what we generally speaking want preachers to do if doctors did what preachers did, they would never mention it to you and they'd let you die in your cancer. And then there'd be lawsuits that would ensue and they would lose their practice. Mm-hmm. We should expect the preacher to do no different than your most honest doctor. <laughs> All the preacher's doing is uh, listening to the Holy Ghost and when the Holy Ghost says, I need this subject addressed, the preacher gets up and as frail as he is, as weak as he is, he stumbles and stammers along until the Holy Ghost delivers a message through his weakness. And it touches somebody's heart and it addresses a key issue in their heart where the Holy Spirit needs to perform surgery. And God doesn't cut to kill. He cuts to heal. And I have to pray, God, Help me to say it in such a way that I don't slant your voice and make it sound like you're mean when you're trying to be tender. And a lot of times people get upset at God's tone of voice and all God's really trying to do is help you avoid danger. Have you ever been upset with somebody who raised their voice at you? Amen. Do you know that God, what is preaching? Sometimes preaching is God raising his voice at us. Amen. <laughs> Sometimes it's God calling to our attention the error of our way. 
Because God sees the potential. God knows why he put you here. God knows what the potential is and what he could do if you yielded to him. But there's all these weights and all these sins uh, that do us so easily beset us. That is, uh, uh, do us so easily surround us and prohibit us from moving forward. We're surrounded by our own weights. They're not just tied to our ankles. We got them stacked up around us like walls. God help us to get rid of all these weights and go for God and leave it all on the field for Jesus. Whatever God has spoken to you about, that is what He wants you to address. I also said in 1 Corinthians 10 31, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, He said, do all to the glory of God. In country terms, I'd say put your heart in it. Put your heart in it. Today's teaching is coming to an end, but you don't have to stop studying God's Word. Here at True North, we encourage all of our listeners to dive into Scripture regularly on your own. As you do, ask the Holy Spirit to guide your reading and reveal God's truth to you. Thanks for joining Pastor Gary Cottle today for True North. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a new edition. If you'd like to learn more about True North or Pastor Gary, visit GaryCoddle.com. Would you like to plan a visit to worship and study the Bible with Pastor Gary? You can find all the information you need about where he pastors and how you can visit at GaryCoddle.com. If you're not in the area, we do encourage you to find and begin attending a Bible-teaching church near you. Find a family of faith that you can invest in and who will encourage you in your own walk with the Lord. If you have any questions or would like to find out how you can support Gary Cottle Ministries and True North, please reach out to Pastor Gary. He can be reached at contact at garycottle.com. That's contact at gary, C-A-U-D-I-L-L.com. That's all for today. Join us next time for more right here on True North.